I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. What's up, guys? It's A to the Mulrajan here at the station. Going on a road trip up to Salford. I say road trip, of course it isn't. It's on a railway. Bit of a shame how nice it would be to have the wind in my hair, my Audi A3. Sadly, it had to go into the shop. That's what I said to the police as I ploughed into a Millennium Kebab in South Croydon last week. What I will say, though, is the wipers handle the chilli sauce very well, but the vent grills do not enjoy human hair. So, what are you doing, Amor, up in Salford? Thank you for asking. Well, I am going to be presenting Pick of the Week. Yet another notch on the Amorajan Broadcasting Bedpost. Stay with me as we embark on this journey of discovery. Do wish I was in an A3. It's very dry standing around like this. Busiest man in broadcasting. Where is the train? Ah, here is the train. Very nice train. Would look nicer in pure white. Uh-oh. Amo is at the wrong end of the train. Yes, by rights, I should be a first class, but I am a man of the people. No problem for me. Running now. Very undignified. Not today, thank you. With Jake Yap. Well, yes, hello and good morning from sunny Salford. Uh, I'm up here to record Pick of the Week and I'm quite relieved no one from it has heard this podcast yet, meaning I haven't yet been busted for making this podcast when I really ought to be tightening, uh, when I really ought to be typing, uh, tightening the script. There's there's no... Okay, anyway, look, we've got... Myriad treats for you today. I'm, I'm genuinely excited about this podcast and you should be too. Why? Because we've got three treats for you today. No, four. What the heck? Uh, we've got uh, Amal Rajan's audio diary. You've already heard a little bit. We'll have some more of that. Uh, he's uh, up in Salford too, apparently. Uh, we've got TGI Fly Day with Dr. Erica McAllister off of the Natural History Museum with more of her favourite flies. And, uh, th- oh, I mean, this is quite a get. Uh, I actually managed to talk to an actual Tory MP uh, about the coronavirus crisis. Uh, Sir Ian Bowler uh, will be speaking to me a little bit later on. And we've got a dog reacting to the words sad Javid. Uh, what more could you possibly want? But we start with more of Amol Rajan. We'll shortly be arriving at Manchester Piccadilly. Well, here we are in Manchester Piccadilly. I think that's stretching a point a little bit. 
putting a bit of a media spin on that. I mean, for example, I use London Gateway services quite regularly on my way into London, but I will tell you right now, we are nowhere near Piccadilly. It's a very, very long way indeed. I like it because there's a phoenix near there. I'm not even sure what that sells. Right, now they said I had to come down here to the tram. I must confess that is a new one on me. Not something, wait, what is that? Amal Raj in there. Well, the coronavirus has definitely become no laughing matter. And uh, here to prove exactly that, uh, I'm very pleased to say we've actually managed to get hold of a Conservative MP. Uh, in fact, is morning. Good, good morning, Siri and Bowler. Uh, are you yes. still a Conservative MP? You've, you've sort of moved about a bit. Yes, I am. <laughs> Very funny, Jake. No, I am. I'm just just as important as I ever was. Uh, far be what, it. What parties have me. you been a member of? I have been a member of uh, the Labour Party, the Conservative Party, the Independent Group. I'm not sure what we were called after that. It was very confusing for a few months. And now I am definitely a Conservative MP. <laughs> and just as important and vital to the party as ever I was. OK, let's talk about the coronavirus. Uh, yes. One of your <clears throat> colleagues, Andrew <clears throat> Bridgen. Uh, yes, he, a, a fine figure of a man. He's self-isolating, having eaten with Nadine Dorries. Uh, have you eaten with Nadine Dorries? I have eaten around N Nadine Dorries. She does tend to lie down on a table and just sprawl out full length and makes you eat around her, which is fine. Is it like the sushi thing? No, she, she, you have to reach underneath her to get it. Mm. And uh, she's, I mean, she's not wearing much, but you can usually wipe off most of the excess with a flannel before you have to eat it. I mean, the whole thing... Uh, I mean, the less said about Nadine, the better. I mean, that's a general rule for life. Uh, Andrew Bridgen described the Houses of Parliament as being like an airport. Uh, what are you personally... A, is that accurate? And B, what are you personally doing to prevent the spread of the disease? I, I think it is accurate. Uh, the House of Commons is just like an airport in that it's full of people... Um, who are standing around not really achieving much and getting quite cross with each other. Um, and what am I doing personally? I am, well, <laughs> I am prepared to self-isolate. Um, you know, we've been prepared for this for a long time. I've had colleagues who suggested that I self-isolate for a very long time. Um, even months well, before coronavirus. Funny, it's funny you should say that. You mm. claimed to have been self-isolating from 2016 to 19, before the virus was even known about. Yes. Where were you? I was, you know, I was, well, for a time I was um, Under Secretary for Trade, then I was briefly in the Department for Exiting the EU, um, but mo mainly I, I was in my, in, my, in my constituency, helping my constituents, the people of Belmsford, uh, really get to grips with the challenges that the 21st century is throwing at us. Now, you are called calling for a, a ban on anyone coming into the country from anywhere at all. Yes. Apart yes. from Thailand. Why is that? Um, I think it's... Well, the Thais have got it all under control. They've got their outbreak under control. Only one death in Thailand, 59 cases. Uh, we can really learn from the Thais, and I think we can learn from them by establishing cultural exchanges, um, really spending mm. a lot of time investigating the whole of their response. Um mm. I think the ties could teach us a lot. Would you have you have you have you learned from the ties? Yes, I've learned. They've taught me a lot. Um, I, they can do things you would not believe. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, my, my education would not have been complete were it not for the tutelage of a young Thai man called Sampan. Sirian, what do you make of the Prime Minister's comment that we should 
take it on the chin? Are we just throwing the elderly under the bus? Oh, if only. If only, eh? <laughs> Chance would be a fine thing. No, I think we're driving the elderly to the cemetery in the bus. We're putting them in the bus and then using it to drive them off a cliff, ideally. I mean, whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So most of us will get stronger. And there's a thing about herd immunity. You know, the, some of my colleagues admittedly take it a bit far because they want uh, the, it to be like a real herd and for the, uh, the old to be picked off and the ill to be picked off. Um, I don't. I, I think it should just be the poor. Now, let's talk about the NHS and the burden on the NHS and whether or not it can yes. cope after 10 years I of mean, austerity. I... Acute bed occupancy has increased by 7% from 85% to 92%. So um, there are only 8%... Which is a, sorry, which is a sorry, huge success. There are only 8% of available beds left. That's quite critical, isn't it? Where's the slack in the system? I mean, it's it, precisely, there is not. What a brilliant system. Look at how efficient that is. I mean, what you've shown is that the demand for those services has gone up and up and up, just showing how successful they are. More people than ever are in the queue to have a heart transplant, just showing just how popular they are human nowadays. Beings, what a great job the people of our NHS are human doing. Human beings aren't efficient, though, are they? You cannot well, unfortunately, not as efficient as they could be. Capacity. Well, no, because we wouldn't need an NHS if they were. I mean, I think the problem so is... So how are you allowing for the human factor? Well, your tone strikes me, Jake, as being very remote. I'm not so worried about the coronavirus as the Ramona virus. People who don't believe that we can get coronavirus done. A quick, short, sharp shock, rip the band-aid off, and we'll, it'll all be done by the first week in May. This is not about uh, feelings, is it? This isn't about... Uh, uh, as willing no facts don't to... care about your feelings right. and the facts are that we everyone in the country could be infected by the 2nd of May if we play our cards right we could all have it doubling every three days by the 2nd of May let's get it done let's stop fanning around the British people voted to get coronavirus done without the obstruction of the liberal elites and distant places like London we don't need the likes of you or Gary Lineker or Toby Anstis so telling us what so to you, do hang, sorry, that's so, what the government's so the government for. says it's, it's moving from the containment phase to the delay phase and you're yes. saying don't delay let's get it done no, I, if anything, I think, I mean, the nothing that the government is doing is fine, but if anything, we should encourage people to be contracting it. I mean, doing nothing is an OK strategy, but if it were left up to me, we would be injecting people with coronavirus um, as they go into school every morning or their places of work. Let's talk about uh, large public gatherings. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about schools. Yes. Uh, there are calls for getting these schools closed down yeah what's your take on that no 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 i mean as the uh, chief medical officer said last night in order to be affected you would have to close the schools for between three and four months and as we all know that is completely impossible why i mean do you have any idea how many children boris johnson would have to look after for that long at home he doesn't know i don't know you don't know it would be an utter distraction for him to have to look after what eight nine children for th 16 weeks it's unfeasible you're right. I mean, what's nine times 16? See, 90 plus 36, uh, nine times six. I mean, nine, if he's got nine, let's, let's assume he's got nine kids. He's not, they're, they're not in school for 16 weeks. That is 144 weeks. He can, that's three years he wouldn't be prime minister for almost. Uh, finally, Sirian, an eBay account has been linked to you selling individual rolls of toilet paper for £16. Pounds. Is, yes. Is that right? 
Yes, they are. That's well. It's not pers- my personal account. That's actually my constituency account. They are raffle prizes. They were all owned by celebrities such as Rolf Harris, Jimmy Savile, Stuart Hall. All good there friends are 22,000 listed. Yes. Uh, well, Rolf Harris has a very large you use, anus. You use ministerial privilege yeah. to requisition a shipping container yes. filled with lavatory paper, uh, which you had personally delivered to your house, mm, and you're now au- selling off on eBay. No, no, untrue. I did not have it delivered to my house. I had it delivered to my constituency house, which is owned by my constituents. If anyone is to blame, it's them. So you're throwing them under the bus. Oh, if only. Sorry, Bowler. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jacob. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Well, it's that time of the week. It's your favourite time of the week. It's uh, the time when we catch up with Dr. Erica McAllister off of the Natural History Museum uh, and find out more about her favourite diptera. She's deeply dippy about them. And, uh, well, let's find out what flies she's got for us today. It's TGI Fly Day, everybody. Oh, bat flies. Do love a bat fly. So there's quite a few groups. Uh, So... When everyone defines a fly, you first of all think about something that can fly. Yeah, that does not look like a fly. No, there's lots of flies that don't have wings. Right. So these are bat flies. Again, there's quite a few groups that do it. But these are quite funky in the sense that they they give birth to live young. What? Yep. So the females, she would stay on one host all her life. She would meet up with a little male. They have a little bit of, like, it's got no wings, so they're walking all over the bats. It's like, Mm -hmm. ah... Right? Um, because she's got no wings, she's got no thoracic muscles. So in the back, she's got no muscles. So she's completely collapsed. Her head's like this. So it pings in and out of place when she's feeding. But she actually internally rears her eggs to larvae to just before they're about to be paid because she's got internal lactating glands. No way. She's got bits on the inside, basically. Yeah. And then just as the larvae is about to emerge, about to hatch, as though she's just gone through her pregnancy... Um, she then scoots off the back onto a cave wall or whatever wall it is. She gives birth and then she squishes it with her abdomen to stick it firmly in place. 
And then it, it develops, it goes through the pupil stage there, and she climbs back on the bat. It's amazing. Oh, wow. Yes. And is that so? Does she gives birth, to, as it were, to. To one or one, many, one, 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 one. In fact, um, there's there are some that can give more. There's some really weird ones that um, give birth to larvae. So these are ones that are opportunistic in terms of if there's a really good food source, she would suddenly chuck them out, or she would she would keep them, depending on what the food source is. So flies that generate tend to hang around temporary food sources. Feces and bodies, right? They, they adapt quickly. And a female's in some of these, she can have larvae going all the way back into her ovaries. Can you imagine wriggly, wriggly larvae around your ovaries? Mm. So that's quite interesting, but not these ones. These right. are very, very, very closely related to tetsy fly. And basically, the tetsy flies give birth one at a time as well, and it's almost like giving birth to a teenager in size comparisons. <laughs> so that is what she's... That's um... That's a bad idea. Yeah, I mean, it's a bad idea. You've missed the cute stage anyway. How long does the process take? I mean, how often can she reproduce? Um, She doesn't reproduce a lot in her lifetime um, because obviously it depletes a hell of a lot of nutrients when doing that. But she she has quite a few. So, you know. And it's weird because if they... Tetsy, if they have a trypanosome in them, if they get the... Because they carry sleeping sickness. Tetsy sleeping sickness. Yes, yes. If they carry that, the trypanosome manipulates the behaviour of the female and causes her to go out and uh, meet males earlier, causes her to hang around in different places. It just all sorts of mind control. All it wasn't made by but the trypanosome. Yeah. yeah. It was, honestly. Would plas- you do that? Would you go out? Plasmodium, does I- it, malaria, exactly the same on mosquitoes. It completely changes how she acts. How bizarre. Yep. The plague... Um, causes fleas, it starves them, so it causes them to feed, uh, to feed conti- um, incessantly because they're starving because the little plague virus is causing that. Wow. Bacterium, bacterium. Oh, it's a horrible world. And everyone blames the flies, and it's not the flies' fault. They no. are being used. Used because they're so good. Absolutely stunning. Uh, that was Dr. Erica McAllister from the Natural History Museum, and huge thanks to her for uh, being here. Uh, don't forget, if you are interested in her curious world of flies, uh, let her take you gently by the hand and lead you to the, horror, the beauty and majesty. Her book, The Secret Life of Flies, is out now, kids. Oh, my days. That was the freakiest thing I've ever experienced in my whole life. So we're sitting on the train, the tram, whatever. Suddenly, all of a sudden, it starts going down the road. Like, what? Can all trains do that? Like, it's not like you get on an intercity from, I don't know, Milton Keynes or something, and suddenly goes, oh, I think I'll just chip down the M1. Who, who does that? Freakiest experience of my life. Oh, my days. So weird. Oh, I think uh, if, we, if we're doing all this kind of weird vehicular mashup, perhaps I should go down to Dover and they can plop a Boeing 737 in the water and we'll paddle it over to Calais. My life. I talked to the driver and he was completely nonplussed by my concerns. This is a different country indeed. Anyway, welcome to Media City UK. 
the hub of all media activity in the UK. What's not London? Except it's still London, really. It just means that everyone in London has to get expensive trains that go on roads all the way up here to do programmes. Looking around, I can see the BBC. I can see the University of Salford. And freaky business, man. Everyone's here. ITV, just over there. It's a little fight going on between the different newses at 10. This place is mad. Over there, there is the Lowry Shopping Centre, which I must say I'm looking forward to going to later. I will shop till I drop. The Lowry Centre, of course, named after a song by Ken Dodd, uh, who I must admit, his tickling stick does tickle me somewhat. Although Jimmy Cricket was the best of that generation. He knew funny. And still does. You can see him if you're in the know. Which I am. I'm the media editor of the BBC, after all. I think I should be able to tell where Jimmy Cricket is playing. Just quickly, going to uh, blast through uh, some of your emails. Hedy said, uh, My mother threw away my carefully acquired international sugar cube collection. Oh my God! I had one of those! I'm starting to wonder if Hedy is actually me and there's a weird date fight thing going on and I'm emailing myself. Is that conceivable? Anyway, uh, my mother threw them away, my sugar cube collection, while I was at university where I was finding out about naked ladies and non-Newtonian fluid dynamics. At the same time, some of the sugar cube wrappings had pictures of dinosaurs on them. Just think what they would be worth now. Everything I say is true, I just wish it wasn't. Oh my God, I remember sugar cubes with dinosaurs on. I remember the T-Rex and I think I remember, was it a Triceratops or a Stegosaurus? I remember that I had them. I had an international sugar cube collection. Does anybody else remember the sugar cubes with dinosaurs on? It's not today at swanburst.com if you'd like to email. If you had a picture, I would give anything to see that picture again. I think I had some with Spanish ladies dancing on them as well. I didn't go to Spain, but I I don't know. It's a dim memory. But if you can find the... Oh, man. Amazing. Anyway, uh, remember Sajid Javid? I know we're all so gooey over Rishi Sunak and how gorgeous and exciting and dazzling he is. Uh, I I remember Sajid Javid. Uh, He's still box fresh to some of us. Uh, Pat sent me this audio. I love this. Uh, It's him uh, trying out a bit of Sajid Javid on his dog. Uh, Basically, I think Pat was recording it because he wanted to turn it into the sound for his text alerts when he got a text message on his phone or something. Um, but it, it turns out the dog was not a fan. Right, that's it. Uh, thank you very much indeed for being here with me in sunny Salford. Uh, it's been great to have you here. If you want to uh, see a bit of Amel in action in Salford, uh, you could always become a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash nottodaypod, I think. Yes, I think that's right. Anyway, sorry. Uh, and thanks very much to all the Patreons supporting the show. It makes so much of a difference you can't possibly imagine. I'll be back on Monday. I'll be in my house on Monday, which means uh, it won't sound quite as 
weird as this. It sounds a little bit like uh, if you do, if if it sounds a bit like a uh, 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 THS. It sounds a bit like THX eleven thirty eight. You know the George Lucas like a nineteen seventies sci fi film. If I put listen, if I put the mic closer to the aircon in the room, listen. That that's the sound of a nineteen seventies sci fi movie. Oh, maybe that's just me. Oh, remind me to do something about 1960s movie endings next week. Can you remember? Okay, thanks. I would take nothing. You're wonderful. See you next week. Have a great weekend. Take care. Bye-bye. This has been a Swanburst Media production. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.